Welcome to Key into Quality, a Mayo Clinic podcast focusing on healthcare quality, experience, and affordability trends and solutions. Today's podcast is part of a mini-series engaging quality leaders from our Mayo Clinic Care Network to discuss what it means to be getting back to the basics of healthcare quality work. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dr. Tim Morgenthaler, a professor of medicine here at Mayo Clinic and the vice chair for Mayo Clinic Quality. I'm really glad to have my colleague, Sherry Nemec, co-hosting today's discussion. Sherry? Welcome, everyone. I'm Sherry Nemec, Consultation and Relationship Manager for Quality at Mayo Clinic. You know, Dr. Morgenthaler, throughout this year, we've been listening and learning about not only pain points, but success stories from quality leaders that are part of our Mayo Clinic Care Network, both here in the U.S. and internationally. And from these conversations, we thought, well, wouldn't it be a great idea to talk with some of these quality leaders during our podcast so we can share their thoughts and perspectives with all of our listeners? Yes, Sherry. These past years have been filled with so many kinds of upheaval, COVID, supply insufficiencies, wildfires, droughts, floods, hurricanes, heat, wars. I mean, it's almost apocalyptic, but anyway, it's <laughs> right. all magnified the complexity and busyness and feelings of being overwhelmed, you know, I think these can easily stress and distract organizational plans and ultimately impact healthcare quality. So quality leaders ac across the whole globe are telling us that they feel a need to get grounded, to get back to the basics. But what does that actually mean? Today, we're joined by Dr. Carlos Quintero from NCAA in Naples, Florida. I'm just wondering if there's anything you want to share with our guests about yourself before we ask you some questions and invite discussion. Well, thank you, Dr. Morgenthaler. I appreciate the invitation, and it's a privilege to be here with you all. Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I've been here at NCH for 17 years now. I've been working as a hospitalist, continue to work as a hospitalist, been very, very interested and engaged in quality over my time here. And I've been chief quality officer. I've had the opportunity to be in that role for the last three years. Started pretty much right at the time of the initiation of, uh, of this thing called COVID-19. Oh my goodness. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster, but it, it, the challenge has been fun and we're trying to always get better every day. Wow. You took over at a very tumultuous time for everyone in every walk of life across the globe. Not that we're done with COVID, but now that we're beyond the acute emergency brought on by COVID, what do you regard right now as the top pressing quality safety or patient experience issues in your hospital? I think that's a great question. So over the last couple of years, we've been facing a few challenges one of the biggest ones that I think we're facing and we've faced, and I know a lot of the other hospitals across the country are facing, really has to do with staffing challenges. We had a significant number of travelers here because we needed them uh, over the last couple of years. And, and we did some analyses looking at, at some of our quality metrics, our rates of hospital-acquired conditions, and our patient experience. And we realized that during that time period, not just because of the travelers, but multiple other reasons, we had some dips in our quality measures. So that is one ongoing issue that we're trying to tackle. Our nursing leaders have done a fantastic job in, in trying to limit the number of travelers, and we've limited that to a very low number of travelers now. So that's probably one of the biggest challenges that we faced, and I'm sure we weren't alone. Uh, and I know we weren't alone as sure. hospitals across the country were facing the same challenges. Yeah. Globally, globally. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, along with that, We've been able to move away from travelers, thankfully, and we've been able to hire a lot of new nurses. I think we've hired approximately 200 new nurses over the course of the last year, 
So with that, obviously, there's a, a learning curve. A lot of the young nurses had different ways of learning and doing their rotations during COVID. So I think they were limited in their ways of learning. So given the amount of young nurses that we have, we've got to go back to really helping train them in the ways of taking care of our patients and providing good quality care. Our nursing leaders have come up with some ingenious ways of engaging our educators to ensure that that those young nurses are getting the education that they need as they start taking care of patients more face-to-face after COVID. A couple of other areas that we've had challenges with include really getting back to the basics, like you said. Prior to the pandemic, we had a lot of our committees around patient safety and patient experience were hardwired. So getting those committees back up and running now that we've got COVID behind us, we've got a little bit more time now to get back on track with our committees to ensure that we're preventing our hospital-acquired conditions, working in, in a triad model with our physicians who are in a better place now as well, as well as our, our nursing leaders and our nurses and our, our bedside nurses, as well as the quality team. So that's something that we're getting back up and running and really thinking around safety. I mean, uh, we, we thought about survival during covid we just wanted to survive the pandemic, make our, make sure that our patients were actually surviving COVID and getting out of the hospital. But now it's refocusing back to not just providing great quality care to our patients and getting them home, but doing everything we possibly can to make sure that that experience in the hospital is as good as can possibly be and preventing harm. Preventing harm is, is our, you know, is our, is our goal. Um, a couple of others that, that, I think are very, very important uh, include uh, workplace violence. Um, that's, I know, an issue that's that's also a challenge um, throughout the country, and, and we're not immune to that here. So we, we're trying to do the, the, the best we can to make sure that we're keeping our employees and our staff members and our family members as safe as possible, partnering closely with our, our um, public safety officers here at NCH. And then one very important um, aspect when we're talking about patient experience that that I know a lot of other hospitals across the country are, are really focusing on not just that patient satisfaction, but what are we doing um, for physician satisfaction um, and wellness, and what are we doing for our employee satisfaction and wellness for our employees? Mm-hmm. So that's something that's that I believe um, will really help drive that patient experience. It'll help drive great patient care. It'll help drive um, great quality outcomes. We've got to take care of our own. Otherwise, they can't take care of our patients. So those are some of the areas that I think have been a challenge. We're trying to find ways to tackle those different areas, but we're, we're getting there day, day by day. Yeah, that, that's great. And it, we hear those same things from when we interact with so many of our other Care Network members is everyone is struggling with staffing challenges and new nurses and skill building and certainly workplace violence. Um, so it, of those things that you mentioned, have there any been any particular challenges that you found in those that your your organization is starting to address? Well, yes, um, there's a few. So from a safety perspective, um, about eight to 10 months ago, we decided to put in a um, a uh, system-wide safety huddle, which, which we uh, started um, late last year. And really that began to bring the groups, um, the nursing leaders and our support, support staff, support leaders, all in one place, thinking all about patient experience, thinking about quality and making sure that we could 
address any um, areas of opportunity real time. So that's one thing that we did, and that that really helped us um, drive down um, catheter and uh, central line usage. We were identifying those patients real time by unit. So that's something that we put in place that I really believe has helped. And we're going to probably tweak that over the next few weeks to make it even better. But that I think was one area that um, of opportunity that we that we looked at. The other area that we're we're continuing to look at is falls. Right, falls continues to be an area of opportunity, even though that we continue to do slightly better year to year, but we really want to get our falls and our falls with injury down. And I think there, some of the things that we've done, and I think that's really going back to the basics with our nursing teams, not really just the nursing teams, but all the other support staff members, as well as the providers, right? Me as a practicing hospitalist, I, I really try to drive the message to the teams that it's not just the nurses, it's not just the doctors, it's really a team effort. And then the other area that um, that we we tried to reinvigorate over the last um, year or so was our multidisciplinary rounds um, in order to try to obtain an improved length of stay, which thankfully we've been able to reduce our length of stay by about 0.7 days over Excellent. the last year. And, yeah. and you know, we identify our high risk patients, our high fall risk patients, we identify, you know, lines catheters. And we also talk a little bit about service recovery in those rounds as well. So by driving down that length of stay uh, and by putting a lot of these um, um, measures in place, we've been able to drive down almost all of our pretty much, I'd say 100% of our hospital acquired conditions down year to year last year compared to this year. So um, we're still not where we want to be. Um, we're not content with having a few falls here and there. We really want to get down to zero. But these are some of the some of the areas of opportunity that that we're still working on. But some of the um, actions that we put in place to try to help drive um, to to help improve that patient safety at NCH. You know, Dr. Quintero, uh, just regarding you know, those are great things and mm -hmm. exciting to hear all the work and and progress regarding kind of reigniting uh, safety huddles. I'm just going to pick on that one. Sure. What do you think was the biggest challenge in starting that up? Well, you know, I think everybody was very, very engaged. Once we once we left, you know, the pandemic behind us, everybody wanted to get together to um, to to um, drive down our, our events. I think a couple of challenges was really to identify the data and ensure that everybody understood the data that we were sharing, because we really started with data and we continue to share data almost on, on a daily basis. We look at our last day since and we're looking at trying to improve on records from system, you know, from our, both our, our hospital campuses um, and, and ensuring that everybody was on the same page and ensuring that we had um, everybody that needed to be involved, involved. And we actually realized um, after a few weeks to a month or two that there was a few other people that we hadn't involved that were team members. Um, but thankfully, I think that everybody really wanted to get back to improving patient safety. And um, a lot of our leaders that have been here for quite some time really enjoy the round. So I think uh, it's been, thankfully it was relatively easy to do after we got it up and running for the first month or two. So we're very, very happy and proud of those safety hoses. It's really, it's really been able to, to show that we've uh, improved in a lot of areas. That, you know, that's such an interesting message that, uh, you know, after the, one of the kind of good things about the the end of the pandemic, among many others, is people do really want to get together. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your experiences. And we'll look forward to uh, seeing you in the future. 
Absolutely. Thank, thank you, you so Dr. Contero. Thank you all. Appreciate it.